This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Idell, and today is day four of our faith-based conversation. This week has taken some twists and turns up to this point. We talked about meditation, we talked about journaling, we talked about tracking. We've even began to have a conversation about the amount of time you can plan on in order to start to make impactful changes in your life. What becomes unique is figure out where to go from here. See, although I'm 420 reps or so into this journey that is podcasting, I don't have notes. I like not having notes. And faith is a tough conversation. right? Because as a base level, it's just as I look at life as the foundational aspects of what it is to exist as a four-dimensional human being here based around fitness, faith, family, and finances, faith is a tough one to discuss. But ultimately, it's only as difficult as we make it to be. You see, I also believe that faith is faith in ourselves. All of us have that little voice in our head that is uncertain. All of us have that self-deprecating side that doesn't think we're good enough. All of us have doubt. And we're human beings, right? And there's some, there's some commonalities and similarities between all of us. And it's my actual belief that we are all really one and the same. That what makes me me and what makes you you are just different degrees of the same conversation. If you have been listening to this journey that I have been on for the past year and almost a half, ah, that's a little overstated, year and two months, there has been a progression in my capacity, a progression in my conversation, a progression in what I believe to be possible, not only as it pertains to podcasting, but also Life in whole, life as a whole, and business. And I share that from this place of wanting to get you primed for today's conversation, which actually comes from someone that went through the 10-day challenge. Right, The 10-day challenge, if you're new to the show, is something that's really the entry point into this lifestyle. And the lifestyle of having it all, creating it at an ultra high level, living in an optimized way that allows you and encourages you to have time and space for everything you actually want in life. The 10 day challenge, which there will be a link in the show notes here, is an incredible way for $20 to gain access to 15 daily videos, a whole binder full of content and information and to create the foundational aspects for meaningful and impactful change. What's beautiful about this is once you have completed the 10-day challenge, i.e. 15 total days plus 7 days of pre-training, so we'll talk closer to 22 bucks or 22 days for 20 bucks. I leave you in a Facebook group. Right? I want you to have the bond and the the unity of the tribe. And so from that place There was a message that came across today that I feel compelled to share with you because I know in my heart it's going to apply to you. The message says, 
I am struggling with something within my book, and I'm hoping some of you who have possibly also read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People book can help. He discusses being empathetic and open-minded when listening and being synergistic with others. What if both parties are not willing to be empathic, empathetic, and synergistic? What if the party you are trying to be empathic with, I'm going to guess it's empathetic, is very close-minded? Then what? How do you have productive and effective communication with that person? I would love to hear your thoughts. So far, two of us have answered, right? This, this group has 120 people in it so far, and it will just continue to grow. But my answer is what I feel like is impactful. Because it's a different side of being. It's a different way to speak to yourself in your mind. I want to first share with you, though, another answer that is not mine. That answer comes in the form of saying, you might not be able to have a productive or effective communication if they're not holding up their end, but don't let them dictate your abilities. I also read about communicating with difficult workers, and it said to always stay open to their potential and not assume they're always willing to be a dipshit. Right? How many... How many different ways does that apply to life? Right? Don't let the way that somebody else shows up dictate how you show up. When you put the work in in your own mind and you put the work in on a daily basis in your own life, other people and the way that they show up won't impact you directly. It won't impact you indirectly. Because with reps and consistency, you become steadfast in your ability to navigate the tumultuous waters of interpersonal communication. Which then leads me into my answer, which all bases from the way that we talk to ourselves in our mind. In my opinion, being empathetic is a one-way street. The need to prove a point is an ego-based model, essentially driven by the opposite of true empathy. I would encourage you to mirror the opposing side of the conversation and their thought process to truly be empathetic slash sympathetic. The matter of sharing what's on your mind and in your heart is to release it from you and put it out into the world so that others might learn. It is ultimately a fool's errand to believe we are able to control others' thoughts, actions, and ultimate wills. Simply keep working on you, sharing from a place of grace and endless love and possibility. The true essence of love will wear down all. There can be no dark in the presence of light, and love is the highest vibrational emotion that exists. That was my answer. I want to break that down for you just for a moment to expand your capacity of what ultimately might be possible. All right, let's talk about empathy. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Doing that from a heart-based model, this is not intellectual. This is that soul's purpose that exists inside of you. To put yourself, we'll take a homeless individual, someone that is down on their luck and without a home currently. In your city or town, you might have seen the person holding up a sign next to the road asking for change. Maybe it's to buy some new clothing or a place to stay or some food in their stomach. 
in that moment, a series of things goes off in your mind. One, what are they going to use the money for? Right, what, what, what are they doing with it? If they have the ability to have the shoes on that they have and the clothes on their back and the backpack they have and they wrote on this wooden sign, I bet they're not even homeless. How many times have you said that before? Then the minute you say that, you say, I bet they're just going to use it on drugs or alcohol. That's probably what got them there in the first place. I'm guilty, right? I have certainly thought that in my mind and had even in different points of my life shared that verbalization with other people in the car with me. But then we switch to an empathetic model. Where in the truest form of empathy, I look at this individual as someone that is standing outside with a sign braving the elements working on true humility asking others for change can you imagine the place you would have to be in your own life to sit there on the side of a road busy intersection with a handwritten sign asking people to roll down their window and hand you money I personally can't. I can't imagine what that has to be like. I don't want to try to be in those shoes, but I have to look at this individual with compassion and empathy because I don't know the struggles they've been through. Certainly, is there a chance they're gaming the system? They have a nice home and a nice car parked in a parking lot. They realize that standing on the average corner, taking two, three, four dollars at a time throughout the course of a day, they can make a thousand bucks. Sure, that is one possibility. But what if something else was true? What if that individual, we'll take this hypothetical man for a moment, what if just two years earlier, his house burned down? And during that house burning to the ground, his wife and daughter were inside. And the pain of loss and the pain of regret of not being home because he was a traveling businessman, the pain of not being there and realizing the people that he hold, held most dearly to his life were literally taken from him in one of those painful and miserable ways possible, burning to death. And what if after that he tried with all of his might to put back the pieces together of his fragile psyche and was just simply not able to? What if... He thought things went right and they had insurance on the house, but one thing went wrong and for some reason that insurance premium wasn't paid. So now he's lost his wife and his daughter and lost the home with no way to rebuild it. Through this and not having a support structure as so many of us don't have, right? We feel like we're playing this game of life alone. So many of us don't have that. And so... He doesn't know where to turn. This pushes him into the corner of a mental breakdown in which he goes mildly insane. Could you blame him? And from that place of insanity, he gives up all that he has held dear. Because without his wife and without his daughter, he realizes what is the purpose of really living. And so instead of killing himself and trying to meet up with his wife and daughter once again in the afterlife. He simply decides to just exist. 
And when the money's gone and the people are gone and the family's done mourning, he is left putting together the pieces of his life. And in putting together the pieces of his life, he wants nothing more than just to exist and be, stops working, and starts just asking for help from strangers. If you thought that every moment you saw a homeless person, would you not potentially operate differently? That to me is empathy. Being able to put yourself in the position of the person in front of you. To be able to potentially have a conversation with them. To be able to pull out your wallet or the change from your center console and without thought or preconceived notion, pull it out and give it to that person. You see, the money that you hold on to so near and dear is not actually yours. It's energy that was given to you for a good or a service, and I believe it is our ultimate, highest, and best use of time and self to give selflessly. Because when we give it that capacity, we're just doing pure good, which ends up being pure love, which is the highest vibrational emotion, which cancels out dark and allows for light to shine. But in that sense, right, that, that's empathy in my opinion. So we shift then, of course, into needing to prove our point to others. See, there's a childlike version inside of you the same way there is one inside of me. And this childlike version is craving for things to be heard, to be understood, to have a tribe or community, to have love from one or both of his parents or hers. And at some point, the necessity to stomp his or her feet and be proven to be right. All these are ego-based conversations. It is your ego that requires you to be able to prove a point. And although ego, in my opinion, is not truly the enemy, an unchecked ego actually is, so in any conversation, it would be my encouragement for you to begin to have communication which so you just release the negative thoughts that are in your mind without trying to convince the person in front of you that you are right and they are wrong. Certainly, in sales, in marketing, in things that drive revenue, there's a portion of what you have to do that is convincing someone that your viewpoint is the right viewpoint. I'm not saying that shouldn't exist. I'm saying in communication between two people that view themselves as peers, potentially as lovers, drop the necessity to be right. Because when you no longer plant your flag in the ground that your way has to be the way, it allows for a deeper connection to the people around you. It also allows for a new pathway, new, new parts of your mind to open up, which allows for new possibilities. And from new possibilities and new thought processes, we're able to come up with new paths to walk down. This is why I encourage every client, including you, right? Right now, there's a part of you that is a client of mine because you've listened to this show. You've listened to my words. How different would it be if you simply just kept working on yourself and sharing from a place of love and appreciation Instead of a place of the need to be right and the need to be proven right. You see, these pieces and parts together end up creating something that is so much different. 
right? They start breaking down what we believe to be possible about ourselves. Imagine being able to walk into a room, if you will, just for a moment and mirror any person there because there's part of that person that's also part of you, right? The part that triggers you about them, the part that frustrates you about them. If you are truly honest with yourself, there is a part of them that is inside of you. You have done the same thing before. I guarantee it. Maybe not in the same grandiose capacity, maybe not in the same environment, but you have without question done what's making you frustrated. And so how much different would life be when you stop being frustrated about things that you have also done? Which then increases your empathetic nature. Which then allows you to walk around and put yourself in the seat of the person that's bothering you and remember what it is that you would have wanted to hear to potentially make a breakthrough in what you're doing. This is true mirroring. This is true empathy. These are the things that over time start to erode and wear down your limiting belief of what is possible. See, I know with no shadow of a doubt, the person that I am right now, the person that is sharing with you openly with a heart filled with love and with a soul filled with endless abundance. I know at any moment I can have everything that I want. And I know at any moment what I want can also change. And I know that I can communicate effectively with you from a place of sincerity because my goal is nothing more than to walk in my path of passion and purpose. And you hear it in my words and you feel it in my inflection because it's me. And from that place, I never have to fear lack. I never have to feel less than. I can walk into any boardroom anywhere in America with any level of producer and know without a shadow of a doubt, I can add incredible impact to that individual's life. We'll take it back to the conversation of yesterday. Whether you are the $14 an hour producer or you're the $250,000 a month producer, there is something that I can add value to that will encourage and increase your capacity to operate. How do I know that? Because I've proven it. Because I've been on both sides. I haven't been in the $250,000 a month level. But I've been at the $14,000 or $14 an hour level and I've been at the $100,000 a month level and I could see the places I was missing. I could see the errors in my ways and the frustration in my words. And so with all these things as they stack up on top of each other, it's my wish and encouragement for you to simply start to imagine what could be if you were more calm. If you could be empathetic of the person in front of you, if you could be sympathetic of what they're going through, and if you dropped the necessity to be right, imagine how different your life could be. From that place of abundance and love and high vibration and frequency, it's my encouragement for you to go out today and get shit done.